out of beef He's thinking about his meat cape He says he's waiting for that garbage ape The meat fairy's coming along So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa! Hello, welcome to the Meatcast. My name's Nick. With me as always is Kyle. Kyle, how was your... How were the holidays? It was, the holidays are still going on. The holidays, I guess, are still... The holidays, I guess, technically are still going on. We've we've had most of the major ones, but New Year is coming up. But uh, Christmas was great. It was wonderful. It was really nice. Oh, that's nice. How about you? Yeah, nice Christmas too. Uh, I saw the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a Heathcliff mug. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, and uh, a man-eating giant shirt. Oh, nice! Yeah, thank you for wearing it to record. Yeah, I figured this was maybe the only time to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the best time. That is such a distinct. Does it say Heathcliff on it? Like so, like most of those shirts do. They just say they have a character. They say the word Heathcliff. Or is it no, just- it just has Manning Giant and Heathcliff walking next to him, and then uh, it has Gallagher's signature underneath it. Mm. Yeah, so. I feel like that's going to be one people are like, maybe they don't see the Heathcliff, they don't know what that is exactly, you know? This guy's just wearing, yeah. wearing a shirt He's- of a guy, because without anything around him, without any size. <laughs> for scale, yeah. For scale, I mean, you know, you have Heathcliff, but if you don't that's see that... True. Um, and Demanding Giant, he's a, of course, beloved character, but, um, I don't know how well known he is outside <laughs> of the listeners of this podcast, really. Yeah, I think probably, um, a, a deep cut kind of character, <laughs> one for the real heads, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Of course, played by Barry Keegan in the live action <laughs> movie that we're developing. That's right. Uh, uh Barry Keegan, we may not- have to- we we may have to reconsider his his involvement uh, after his appearance in the film Saltburn. A, a little a little um, you know I'm not sure we want to be associating our brand with that that sort of filth that he's uh, that he's slinging in that movie. You know, that's true. It was a filthy movie. Apparently, yeah, a lot of people didn't realize that going in. That it was filthy. <laughs> I mean, but, that's uh, kind of nuts. I mean, you you would. I mean, it is like an R-rated movie, you know? Yeah. And the trailer Uh, makes it look like, you know, fairly decadent. I guess, though, people aren't as plugged into, like, the discourse. If you're just a person loading up Prime Video on Christmas Day, looking for something to watch with your family, and then you see the stuff that goes on in that movie, I could see see that being an issue. Drinking this guy looking up the, someone else's bath water. <laughs> that was the most uh, disgusting one to me. Yeah, that one was tough. That one was tough. Yeah. There's one other one that, that I mean, I shouldn't spoil it, but uh, it happens towards the end <laughs> of the movie. Uh, yeah. That, that made me sort of feel like, uh, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> I'm no prude. I'm no prude. Lord knows I'm no prude. But I was just like, to, to, to what end, you know, <laughs> are we doing these things? Um, 
Barry Keegan also not very tall man. I just kind of realized that is true. Although I think he could he could project as tall in you know if you're using your force perspective tricks yes to make him look taller. Yeah, that's what we'll have to do. Or the director will. Have. Are we directing this? <laughs> no, we're not directing this. We okay. we do need to come up with a, an artistic uh, crew. You know, the the the, the writer, the true. director. All those. Well, maybe we can do. Maybe we can do that today. But uh, first, we should uh, do uh, this week in Heathcliff. This week on Heathcliff. Maybe we should have a jingle for uh, when we read listener mail, too. We, we probably we, should. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that would be. But uh, <laughs> I, I, we did have a, an email from David Perkins, who I believe has written in before. Yeah, he, he, kind, of, he kind of writes in to let us know, uh, to correct us or give us some background information. So this one he said, just because he acted in the pod, the snowmen are dancing to deck the halls. Do you remember this? There were, oh, there right. Was, Heathcliff was like making snowmen dance to some music yeah. and wondering what it was. Uh, he says it's they're dancing the deck the halls and frankly a pretty boring rendition of it considering how there's no <laughs> indication of any harmony on top of the basic melody. So, oh, well, that's good to know. That is truly yeah. good to know. Uh, he also he has a listener question. Maybe that'll be a, a new feature, a listener question. So maybe we'll get into that. Maybe, maybe uh, we need a, a, another jingle for listener questions we'll have a jingle for when we read any <laughs> mail but then a separate jingle for if there are they any happen questions to ask a question in there yeah. right well i said daniel thompson he told us that uh, in western christianity the first day of christmas is christmas day oh which we were wondering about last week yeah it's not like a bill you're not building up to it it's you start christmas day yeah and then you just keep the party going so the 12th day of christmas is actually january 5th you know January what? I actually is the epiphany. Hmm. Wow. Which is when that, the magi visited. That is the epif- that's an epiphany for me to know that. I he just had makes an epiphany. This, yeah, exactly. He kind of makes this this his own epiphany here at Daniel. He says magi connects that to maga. This was January 6th. What it, did did Jesus's birth predict the capital riot? I think yeah, I think we can conclusively say yes. <laughs> I think we've just, we've just proven it. And he asked if this is the right email address. It is the right email address. Thanks for writing in, David. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into this week in Heathcliff. Yes. So we have December 22nd. There he is, the man on the shirt, the man of the hour, the man eating giant. I guess <laughs> the, the man giant of, of the, the hour. hour. <laughs> the giant of the hour. Uh, the man eater of the hour. Yes. Uh, it was it used to be hollow notes. Now this this hour, they weren't the man eaters. So <laughs> they were no. <laughs> the person in that song has been the man eater of the hour for many hours now, since it dropped in the what late eighties. It's something like that, and they've been hogging that distinction for for decades. <laughs> and finally, we have a new man eater of the hour, the man eating giant himself. And he's sitting out in the backyard, a snow-covered backyard, with his tongue sticking out, catching snowflakes on his tongue. Heathcliff is doing the same, sitting right next to him. And there are some birds in the tree, and one of them is saying, he's catching snowflakes with the man-eating giant. Just a real classic saying what it what is happening caption. Yes. Which I love. 
What's going on with Man Eating Giant's elbow here? I mean, look at this thing. Uh, this thing looks jacked up. You know, yeah, looks like you got muscly? some kind of surgery and oh. got something all out of place. Yeah, it does look like his kind of forearm is like kind of a lot of loose skin there. <laughs> not um, to shame, but I'm just saying. no, not to bo- not to body shame. I mean, he's got a big body. Yeah, so, I mean, so the, the you got to buy that big. The odds are some of it's going to be weird. <laughs> you know, like us people with with human sized bodies, human-sized we already bodies. have we already have weird stuff going on. This guy's the size of several humans. So That's you, a lot you of extra think body. he you think he has like medical issues that have arisen because of his size. You don't think that there's a whole, you know, race of of man-eating giants where this is just kind of what just kind of their deal you think the abnormality of him is causing some sort of you know problem i guess that is interesting is a he is a sep a distinct race he's not a human he is a giant True. right yeah like you would never say like you never look at that bird and be like wow such a small body you must have a lot of weird (laughs) No, I would think su- such a small body, less space for weirdness. These birds <laughs> oh, be oh so the bigger the body, the more space there is but, for something to go wrong with it. The bigger the canvas for for God to 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 fuck to up. Fuck up. <laughs> that's yeah. that's my supposition. No, yeah. that makes total sense. T- total sense. Uh, well, it's good to see the man giant back. Uh, we still haven't seen him eat a man. He's only eaten snowflakes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's well. This this actually that you can't see it here, but just out of frame, there's a crematorium. Um, oh, and these uh, these. This are is the, not snow. This is this not is snow. not snow. These are these are ashes that are rising out of the uh, the smokestack. Well, good don't for him. He, <laughs> good for him though. He he's eating. Uh, dead bodies. Yeah, like one of those vampires that eats like rats or something. Right. Yeah, he's behaving in a sustainable uh way, an ethical way, which we appreciate. We we stand an ethical man eating giant. We should stop eating beef burgers and start eating burgers made out of the ashes of of deceased (laughs) cows. Yeah, I bet that'll be an easy sell. All right, let's move on. People, to- people aren't already being weird about the <laughs> the, the vegan burgers. No, we should let the, the 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 beef let the cows die of natural causes, burn up the bodies, and eat the ashes. <laughs> yeah, but you still get that rich meat flavor that you love so much. That's right. Just, just that that charcoal, a little bit, a little yeah. bit drier. Yeah. All right, let's move. That flame, flame kissed goodness. Yeah. <laughs> what a it's, disgusting it's, conversation <laughs> that was. All right. So, <laughs> December 23rd, we're getting close to Christmas. We are. Uh, this is, uh, Heath, there's a Christmas tree in the, in the Nutmeg family, uh, maybe den or something. And Heathcliff is, his, his big face is right in the middle of that Christmas tree and he's got a big grin. He's smiling. All we see is his his head. Uh, back in the other room and maybe the living room, maybe that's the den. Uh, the nutmegs are all sitting down reading. Grandpa's got a newspaper. 
Grandma's reading a greeting card, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's got like a like a like a file folder. Yeah, that you would you would take home from school. You yeah, you know, you'd have your your class specific folders with all your assignments and stuff in them. That could be what it is, and and is that? I think maybe Iggy's playing uh, an old school uh, Game Boy, a Nintendo I read Game Boy. It, I read it as a Game Boy, yeah. Uh, maybe but that's so a color thing. Yeah, I mean, it could it's be a book. Great. It could be. It could be anything. Uh, but so there in the other room, and, and Grandpa is saying, "Where is the cat? Where is where is the cat? <laughs> the cat? <laughs> where is this cat? <laughs> where where's the cat? Where's Where the cat?" Um, Where's the cat, Jerry? <laughs> uh, no cat, Jerry. No cat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's funny he calls him the cat, not not Heathcliff. <laughs> Where's the cat? Where's the cat? Um, no presents underneath the nutmeg tree. Well, Santa hasn't come yet. Oh, you're right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, did, did your you family? Get- uh, did your family, when they were doing Santa, I mean, when Santa came to your house as a kid, did he wrap the presents or did he leave them unwrapped and then just pile them in front of the tree and you would, you would just come downstairs or, or come out of your room and they would just all be there? Uh, no, I think we always had wrapped presents. Me, I, I, one year I did get like a, a little bike when I was a little boy. And I think maybe that, I feel like that one wouldn't have been wrapped, but I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly the circumstances around it. Maybe this is, I don't know if this is a common thing. I mean, when I was a kid, my parents didn't wrap them. They just left oh. them unwrapped. Cause you know, it was just like me and my brother and they had just like, they were like, I'm not wrapping all this stuff. What? Really? Yeah. Was I it, mean, they, did you wrap any presents? Yeah. We would stuff that was like not from Santa would be wrapped. Oh. But all the Santa stuff was just like, yeah, we'll just set it out because, I mean, it makes sense to me in my head. Like, why would Santa worry about wrapping it? You know, like, it's not, it's fine. He's just going (laughs) to. But you never, you always see Santa carrying around presents, right? Like wrapped presents. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, I can understand. I just helped my brother, you know, do the prep for Santa thing, you know, help him get everything set up and he was complaining about having to wrap all the presents and i was like just leave them you know oh so he didn't take that tradition he did not he's he's wrapping them which is probably for the best you know i mean i think i think it is probably ultimately better because kids love you know tearing into a present i mean we all do you know yeah but but it was kind of i liked coming out of my room and seeing everything and being like Whoa, look at all this stuff. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You could just sort of take it all in, you know? Instantly, though. You, 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 the whole, yeah. it's like Christmas is over in a moment, in a second. <laughs> I mean, we I would, guess so. We would yeah, really stretch that morning out. We would look at the stocking, see what's in the stocking, and then mm. we would, uh, we would yeah, unwrap one present at a time and be like, you know, we'd, we'd probably each get three or four presents or something like that. Uh, one yeah. present at a time. I think so. Yeah, everybody would see what what each what everybody else got. Oh, it wasn't so like you're formal. one of those wait and watch everyone open a present families. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it wasn't like a formal thing, but we'd be like, "Oh, here, here's one for you." you right. Open it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, we, we just, we, you know, we were just, there it all is. And then we would get to playing. You know, I mean, that was, that was my Christmas morning was like playing with the stuff that I got. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we would certainly play. I'm not well, saying certainly we play. you would play. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. I don't know, write in, let us know what your family did, if this is a weird thing my lazy parents did that nobody else did. Um, HeathcliffRecap at gmail.com at HeathcliffRecap on x.com. Hashtag that's a wrap or <laughs> hashtag uh, no rap sap. Rap is crap. No rap sap. <laughs> I like one of those. Rap, I like rap is crap. I don't expect anybody to do any of this <laughs> uh, we got we got to talk about this December 24th one. So yeah. it's a Sunday. We usually don't talk about Sundays, but this is a special case because uh, we see Heathcliff looking out the window, Christmas tree behind him, and then we see in the air uh, a sleigh pulled by eight little flies, and the uh, the man driving the sleigh, well, he's not a man at all. <laughs> nor is he an elf he's uh it's jimmy jimmy is driving a sleigh uh he lands the sleigh in front of heathcliff's house heathcliff celebrates then jimmy walks inside and uh toasts heathcliff with a, a a cup of uh hot chocolate i can only assume and they're in front of a tree full of presents and the fish in the fish bowl the fish is talking do the fish talk <laughs> i think they just think but the fish bro. is yeah that's true the the fish is saying Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. So I mean, a nice lo- Christmas really Eve, nice Christmas Eve sentiment. Yeah. Really nice. I really like this first panel with Heathcliff looking kind of melancholy out of the window. He looks a little sad, right? He's maybe starting to give up on Jimmy Claus. Maybe he does, doesn't believe in Jimmy Claus anymore. Maybe, but I, it should also be pointed out: Jimmy's not in his Jimmy Claus attire. He's not That's wearing true. like Santa Claus. He's just in, he's just in Jimmy mode. He's not wearing any clothes. Nor is he smiling. We saw him. Smile Nor is he smiling. Time. Yeah, he's not even giving his 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 little smile. Um, we also should point out: so like Jimmy the Frog eats flies, and the flies are pulling the 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 sleigh. Yes, just like Santa Claus eats reindeer. Does he? I wasn't sure. He does eat reindeer? Yeah, okay. yeah that's famously that part that. of the Santa lore is that he, he only eats reindeer. I Not was his reindeer, but he, but you know, he, he, if he's going to eat, he eats reindeer. This, so this is quoting uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, the poem. Um, did I recently learned that in that poem, or I guess I recently reala- realized or was clued into the fact that you had an epiphany po- i had an epiphany that uh santa in the poem is a, is a tiny man he's a little elf and he's pulled by a tiny reindeer the reindeer are tiny too oh really yeah he's a little man huh let me look it up the night before that's Christmas. really weird because they, they were still figuring out what santa was you know like it <laughs> is he uh they were still figuring it out he hadn't been solidified, the, you know? The boys in the lab were still uh, still sorting it out. Originally uh, published 1823, which is... That was a long time ago. And they only call him St. Nicholas. They never call him Santa in there. Uh, but yeah, it's a, he's a miniature sleigh with eight tiny reindeer and a little old driver named St. Nick. Yeah. He's, he, would t- he, has a, he had a miniature sleigh. He was a tiny little man. 
Yeah, little old drivers so lively and quick, which are not really like you wouldn't. Santa's famously a big fat guy now, but he does he does have the the broad face and little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, so yeah, that's so he's like a little you know, like a little uh, Warcraft dwarf. You know, like he's yeah. just like a little guy, but he's but he's but he's chubby. Yeah, he's which yeah, he's I like, love. <laughs> he's 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 just a mini version of the Santa we come to know, and I gotta imagine this mini Santa probably perfect condition, no like weird uh, skin body deformities because there's just not that much oh, there. Right. That... <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, there's not that um, much there for 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 him to fuck up. Well, isn't there? Isn't there like? Is this one of those? So the thing about like Coca Cola inventing the modern day version of Santa is that true, or is that just one of those weird like apocryphal things? Where you're just like that's not actually true, but it feels true, you know? I think they did uh, popularize of at least a lot of the things about Santa. Well, let's see. Let's well, let's look at the Coca Cola Company dot com website and see. Uh, <laughs> so just looking at that link. It does. I do like that they have this link on their website. First of all, a little SEO play by the Coca Cola Company, and also that they're like, no, we didn't invent Santa, but we did. We we did a lot. We helped a lot. I think they. Yeah, I think they did. Like, you know, make it popularize a version of Santa Claus. Yes. Yeah, the rosy cheeks, the white beard, all that a, stuff. A look that we've come to expect from Santa. That that comes from Coca Cola. From that's from. And they specifically Santa. cite in this uh, little article that that the guy that uh, illustrated uh, that Santa for Coca Cola drew inspiration from the 1822 poem. Okay. Yeah, I just listened to the whole podcast about this, but I forgot what they said about Coca Cola specifically. But yeah, sounds like Coca-Cola. Not just a delicious beverage, also a source of magic and wonder for children the world round. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to <laughs> the Heathcliff comic from Christmas Day itself. Um, this is a, a lot of stuff going on in this panel. We've got a tree in the background. We've got Grandpa Nutmeg and Grandma Nutmeg on the stairs. Grandpa looks frazzled. He's got his tongue sticking out. Yeah, it's a very covering. strange look on him. He's covering his belly uh, in the foreground, or in the midground, I guess. There's uh, there's stockings in front of the fireplace and a wreath above the fireplace. Uh, and, and, and then in the foreground, it's Heathcliff and Iggy standing in front of a little table with a, a piece of a, a whole ham hock sitting out in some cookies and milk and the ham and the cookies have been eaten and the milk has been drunk. And, uh, he is saying Santa ate the cookies and ham. So I think that's why grandpa looks all bef- frazzled because I think actually maybe grandpa had some of those cookies and ham. Oh yeah. Well that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you read that line with an exclamation point, but it is actually just a period. It, that's right. He is just saying Santa ate the cookies and ham. <laughs> yeah, he's just stating the fact. <laughs> he does look happy, though. He's happy about it. I, would, I am also noting with interest there are four stockings uh, that we can see mm. on the chimney. So they, they are one of these families that gives their pet a stocking, um, you know, just just of note. Or perhaps there is a fourth 
a member of the family that we we're not aware of. <laughs> we just don't know about. We just don't know about. And there are presents under the tree now, lining up with the our our assessment so far that there weren't any before because Santa had not come yet, but he has come now. There are gifts under the tree. The cookies and ham are being eaten. Now, Kyle, um, did you did your cat get any presents this year? Um no. I'm not I I'm sad to say I am not one to do like pet gifts. Um but I probably will be getting him um you know a little toy just cuz he's due one, you know. He he hasn't had like a little toy in a little while and I was thinking <laughs> he needs he needs a little toy. So I'm going to get him one of those like like stuffed fish that has like a motion sensor in it so when he he's playing with it it starts wiggling, you know. Oh, cool. I didn't know that existed. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty neat. Um, My dog got a Spurs bandana um, that attaches to the collar. And Very nice. Did I say cat? I meant to say dog if I said cat. You said dog. Okay. Uh, these these are all from my sister, though. I didn't buy any of these. But then he also, he, she also got a, uh, a little squeaky toy that's a Chewbacca inside of a Millennium Falcon. So he oh, kind of, that's great. You can stuff him inside the Millennium Falcon and he squeaks. Oh, I love that. And then she got another bandana that says arm candy on it. So I get to wear, <laughs> I get to carry on my dog. <laughs> so your man. family got, your sister got you all that. Yeah. True, true dog. Um, yeah, my family doesn't, uh, doesn't, I mean, hell, I barely got any gifts for my family. It's all about the kids now, you know. Yeah. Like everybody just gets stuff for the little kids. We don't have any kids in the family. Otherwise, I think that probably really would, an would have happened. Yeah, that, yeah, that's nice though. You get to you get to celebrate with the kids. You get to see their excited faces. Yeah, it's great. Up. It's really great. It really is the best part. I, although they are spoiled as hell because their their parents are split, and and our parents are split. So you know they have so many Christmases they go to, and just while I was there, they had three different ones, um, the, uh, four different ones actually. And uh, they got three Barbie dream houses. Uh, oh, wow. Three different Barbie dream houses uh, as they're like each set of grandparents or both. Were they all the two same? Two sets of grandparents. I don't, we don't know for sure. We think they, we think they all coordinated and got different Barbie dream houses, but <laughs> definitely by the third one that they opened, they were like, oh, before they great. even opened the box, they were like, that's a Barbie dream house. Like, they knew what it was right away because it was the same size and shape of the other two they had opened 24 hours earlier, you know? <laughs> um, and they you didn't need JoJo like, Siwa stuff. They did not get any JoJo Siwa stuff, no. They <laughs> they did not. They did get, um, my, my they did get, like, little, like, knockoff smartwatches and phones you know like they're not like real phones or smartwatches but they you know they have like a little camera on them that's like the worst camera you've ever seen you know (laughs) and they love those and it and it nearly gave my dad a heart attack he was very upset that they were getting too many gadgets and gizmos uh (laughs) you know we had to be like shut up old man this is what kids want now you know Did, did they get any minecraft uh shit a Minecraft no, crap. They're not gamers, which is which is interesting. Um, you know, at that age, I was already like, you know, I wanted Nintendo everything. That's that's all I really cared about. But that no, they they don't play. They don't play a lot of games. I mean, they have little tablets that they play 
some little games on, but uh, no, they're really not. They like unicorns and Barbies. <laughs> it's an extremely gendered um, uh, situation. <laughs> did they? Did they get any Riz? I know kids these days they always want Riz. They well, I mean, I'm their uncle, so you okay. know they're they, born they get a lot of W Riz. Uh, <laughs> it was very skibbity. <laughs> Is that something they say now? <laughs> yeah, they so. can't just be saying stuff like that. <laughs> there got to be some logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, you know. But uh, these kids, they got all kinds of stuff they're saying. They don't know about any of this lingo, though. They've never, they haven't dropped anything on me yet that I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> Um, but they're just in kindergarten. So I imagine within the next year or two, they'll start having, they'll start talking about stuff. I have no clue what they're talking about. Okay. Well, let's move on to December 26th. So Christmas is over and we've moved on to big balls, a big ball of yarn being rolled down the side of the street, (laughs) uh, being pushed by Heathcliff and three identical gray cats. And they're all very happy about this big ball of yarn and pushing it down. And in the uh, window of the house, Grandpa and Grandma are watching, and Grandma says, cats will be cats. (laughs) Yep. This is simple. Uh, (laughs) My cats never played with a ball of yarn. I've I've never never had a ball of yarn? Yeah, I've never really tried to just give him a ball of yarn to see what happens. Yeah. That might be a good, you know, I mean, how much could a ball of yarn cost? Uh, just get a little ball of yarn and with oh, bite wow. inflation. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, um, this is great though. Uh, yeah, I love I'm a big. Th- I love a big ball of yarn. Maybe uh, have you ever I'm- visited any of these? Like, one of these, like you know, like the biggest ball of yarn type places. You know, in uh, I, I took a road trip once to. Uh, I think it was somewhere in Arizona. It wasn't Phoenix. Where would it have been? Maybe it was Tucson. Maybe it's Tucson. But anyway, we were driving through Texas, and we kept we kept seeing these signs for the thing. You have to see the thing. Oh sure, yeah, I know about the thing. Yeah, so we finally go see the thing. We walked through this big like gas station slash uh, museum. Keep Uh saying the thing is right around the corner, and you keep walking, (laughs) and you finally see the thing, and it was like this mummified corpse. Yeah, do they say like what it what they're that's supposed to be a mummified corpse of? I think a human. It's just a person. Just <laughs> It's not like they're so. like it's the mummified corpse of a mermaid or so, you know, like some crazy thing. It's just it's like nope, here's an old corpse. It's is that, okay, it's, is it that, says it's supposedly a mummified mother and child. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it's in Arizona. It's between El Paso and Tucson. Yeah, I think it's in New Mexico. Okay. Maybe. Somewhere around there, yeah. Or it's like right on the border of... of anyway. Um, yeah, no, I remember seeing those signs. I, I, You know, I used to live in LA, so like I'd made that trip between Texas and LA mm. a couple times, but we never stopped at the thing. It was never like... We were never tempted... <laughs> To go see the thing, really? Is it doesn't doesn't? The, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We, you know, we were we were we were focused on the road. Isn't there also something? Don't they have at that same 
gas station slash museum. They're like, they have like a big car that they're like, this is, this was Hitler's car. I think they have, oh. it's, and it's like, they have like Nazi flags on it. And they're like, yeah, we've got Hitler's car. <laughs> um, that sounds what? familiar. <laughs> I don't know if it was. It, oh, yes, here it is. Wait, inside the exhibit are a variety of items, including wood carvings of tortured souls. Um, <laughs> and uh, a vintage American automobile from the 1930s and a sign by a 1937 Rolls Royce mentions that it may have been used by Adolf Hitler. May have been used. They're not even selling because they know it's a lie. So they, they just are like, he could have used this. We don't know for sure, but it sure looks like a car he would have used. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I'd still say it's worth stopping around. I feel like I maybe I spoiled it for you that the thing was this mummified corpse of a mother and child, but. Oh yeah, there's a. I I thought this was true, and I just looked it up to make sure. But yeah, there's like a sequence in the movie Rat Race where oh, where they stop at the thing, they steal Hitler's car. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> smart is not the the adjective I would have immediately jumped to, but. <laughs> Um, yeah. Rat Race, pretty good movie, right? Pretty funny. I, you know, I haven't seen it in, in, in many, many years. Oh yeah. There's this, there's the clip. It's, it's John Lovitz driving and there's a bunch of like bikers following him in Hitler's car and they're kind of like giving him like a thumbs up, (laughs) you know, like we love it. Way to go, man. he's like, thanks. (laughs) Um, yeah, he's like, um. Hmm. One second. <laughs> okay, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Nick is writing in real time here. Uh, oof, maybe I had something. I have seen multiple, multiple places now that have suggested that the term prairie dogging it when it comes to having to take a poop comes from the movie rat race. Oh, really? That, that, that they're saying that, that they think that movie invented it. Huh? I mean, I've, can't I don't know that true, I've heard, right? I don't know that I've heard a lot of people saying that phrase. Before. I feel like I had heard it before. Prairie dogging it. I do know that somebody asked, uh, <laughs> okay. Somebody asked, ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's move no. on. <laughs> no, it does matter. <laughs> um, well, somebody asked, ooh, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to December 27th, Heathcliff's in, um, what do you call this? Uh, it's not a bulldozer. It's no. uh, I, I mean, always want to say bulldozer, but it's not. Yeah, it's um, a, I mean, he's, he's driving I mean, a wrecking ball. Whatever yeah. thing controls a wrecking ball, that's what he's got. And he's destroyed a beware of dog sign. And in the window of the house where he destroyed it, uh, a man and his dog are looking on. The man is very upset. 
The dog doesn't seem to care. He's got his tongue sticking out. Just happy. He's just happy to be there. <laughs> and there's some birds in the on the wire. One of the birds is saying, Heathcliff, you rascal. Yeah. Uh, looks like a friendly dog. I don't know why you'd need a, need a warning sign for that little guy. That's true. I agree. You know, he seems nice. Now, the owner, on the other hand, <laughs> looks like a real jerk. Beware of man. I think that's something that... Uh, <sighs> yeah. We've been saying for ages, you know, <laughs> beware of man. Yeah. I'm always saying it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like his look. He's just got some kind of, he's got this weird. He's got angry. Buzz issues. cut kind of, you know, he's got like a, one of those high and tights. Yeah. Kind of looks like Dilbert. <laughs> he does kind of look like a slightly more realistically rendered Dilbert <laughs> on his day off. You know? Yeah, no tie. No uh, no tie. No tie that manages to stick up somehow. Mm-hmm. Where do you think uh, Heathcliff gets this equipment from? Do you think he steals it from a construction site, or do you think he, what, he's he got a guy he rents it from? I bet he rents it, because he's always going to stores. <laughs> so true. he does have some kind of money. He's able that to- is true. <laughs> He's not he's not stealing everything. No, no. Um and you, you can't it'd be hard to steal these one of these things. They don't drive that quickly. But I guess maybe you act like you you belong. You can just hop in there and drive it off and people won't question. Yeah, you'd it. be surprised what you can get away with. And he, he, he kind of his his fur kind of blends in with the uh whatever it is, whatever this thing is called. That, that is true. It's the same orange color. He looks very relaxed, you know. Oh, he knows what I mean, he's, he's doing. He's just—he's got one arm out the window. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe put him in a little construction hat. I don't know. That might be funny. Oh, construction hat that helmet that says something on it, like that says, uh, "Yeah, construction or wrecking or wrecking crew." Yeah, or uh, destruction, destruction, maybe, or uh, mm. maybe it says meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a yellow construction helmet that just says meat would be pretty funny. That'd be good. Wearing safety goggles, maybe. All right, let's move on to the last clip, the last comic for the day. It's today's comic, December 28th, and Heathcliff is wearing a bro helmet, a pink bro helmet. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a yellow flag that says bro on it. He's kind of marching down the sidewalk, and uh, there are birds in the tree, and one of the birds is saying, that bothers me. Ding, 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 ding. That's the catchphrase of the show that's our signature sign off yeah i mean we got it from (laughs) the comic strip yeah but i mean i think we should i think we should something should happen when it comes up in the comic strip you know we should we should uh, say ding 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 segment (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the that is make turn that into a drop (laughs) so the next time it happens (laughs) it's just me going ding 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 Um, great uh, caption here. <laughs> why does that bother the, the bird? Why? Yeah. What would what would be what's so bothersome about it? <laughs> Is it are the birds threatened by this sort of positive masculinity that Heathcliff is is projecting here? You know, he just loves bro being a bro. Yeah. 
I don't see anything wrong with that. Maybe it's the the conflicting colors that bother the bird. The yellow and the pink. Oh, you think it's more of an aesthetic? Could be. Maybe it rubs issue the wrong way. that the that the bird has. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. This is one of our larger Heathcliffs. You know, he's he's very very close to the the quote unquote camera. You know, he's right at right mm. at the the center of the frame. Yeah, you can see every um, little detail, every little uh, <laughs> imperfection. <laughs> imperfection. <laughs> Not on our boy. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, I could take out a marker and just uh, put little circles around all the places he needs to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's bigger. There's more room for uh, problems. Yes, problems. You know, problems when he's, when he's bigger like this. Mm. Maybe that's what bo- maybe that's what bothers the bird. Oh, is yes. that you know they they're seeing all these. <laughs> Physical imperfections in Heathcliff. So does the bird see Heathcliff from the same angle? Go. <laughs> yeah. Does the bird see Heathcliff from the same ang- angle we do then? Because the bird is, um, not. <laughs> well, no, but he's you know uh, there. The bird is understands our perspective. Okay, I see. And he, he, the, the, he's not seeing him from the same angle, but he's he's looking at it, and he knows he's communicating to us. So he's just he's just saying that that bothers me. You get it, right? <laughs> you know, like that kind of a thing. All right. Well, let's r- real quick uh, do the casting segment. You got to cast a movie. I want to cast somebody for Heathcliff. Maybe we can make a deal. <laughs> Maybe together we can cast Ben Affleck. So. Let's go ahead and run down who we have in the movie. I love the jingle. Maybe together we could cast Ben Affleck. We can't get it done alone. (laughs) Either of us solo would not be capable of casting Ben Affleck. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) That's true. That's that's true. Uh, But we do have Jeremy on white as Heathland. Have you seen the Iron Claw yet? Oh, Nick, I did see the Iron Claw. What'd you Have think? you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. I loved it. Really? I, I didn't... I mean, I... I, lo- I liked it. I didn't, I didn't love it, I'd say. I, I wasn't familiar with the story, you know. I, I, don't, I didn't know about these guys. I'm, I'm, I don't watch, you know, wrestling, really, anymore these days. Um, so, I, I, know, I know some folks who do and had a little bit of an issue with the way some stuff was portrayed... Um, some shortcuts they took for narrative. I mean, they did cut an entire brother out of the family, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird choice. But I mean, just just for the purposes of the, of just as a film of itself. I mean, I I was I loved it. I absolutely loved it. D- uh, our friend Dylan uh, Dylan Garcia, former guest on the show, uh, their brief review, which I, I would love to hear more of that this perspective is it's the one of the best movies about the art of performing that they had ever seen. Um, and I thought that was really an interesting angle to, to view it through, like what it, what it is like to be a performer, to be around performers, to come from a family of performers and what that must do to a person. You know, I think that's probably a, a tertiary concern of the movie, but I, but I really yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. Cause it was more, it was more about, um, 
being uh, from a family uh, of, of an abusive father than, than performers. Like, they could have yeah, they, they could have done anything, I, you know. I, yeah, I think I think I think surface level it definitely is a movie about um, you know toxic masculinity and uh, um, you know coming from a, 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 a as you said a, a family with an abusive father. But I definitely do think there is an element to it that is like. You know what is it like to to be in a world where you're always, you know, in character. There are certain expectations of you, mm. um, and in the in the the field that you've chosen. You know whether that's wrestling or you know you always have to walk around. And if you're a doctor, everybody expects you to be like a doctor all the time. You know, if you're a wrestler, everybody expects you to be tough all the time. You know, that's true. Uh, what one criticism that I had heard and I was uh and I, I ended up agreeing with it, it regard especially regarding Jeremy Allen White who we have cast as Heathcliff he plays Carrie Von Eric and one thing I heard going into it was oh he's too small and he was mm. too, I thought he was too small <laughs> he is pretty small yeah he he is he is kind of a short king I think because Carrie Von Eric was um, huge he, he, that was his whole thing. He was like this giant bodybuilder. Uh, and mm. then you have Jeremy Allen White, who's like shorter than all the uh, his brothers. I mean, he looked great. I mean, he looked ripped. Like, he got like as He looked ripped, ripped but as, not, not as, as ripped as, 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 as Zach Efron. Well, just in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like. Not as big as Zach Efron, I guess. In a, in a vacuum, you know, if it was just him or if like the other brothers were similar physically. You, you wouldn't think twice about it. But because Zac Efron is such a freak in the movie, like his body is insane, you're kind of like, I can't really, I'm judging everything against this guy, you know? That's true. I mean, um, me knowing Carrie Von Eric, though, I was also judging him, judging him against Carrie Von Eric, you know, who. Right. Yeah. He just wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't nearly as big as Carrie Von Eric. Minor, as, as com- guy, minor complaint. But uh, as a guy who didn't know any of the Von Eric brothers, I didn't really, I, it didn't bother me in the slightest. I will tell you what did bother me though. That guy they got playing Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Old He's brother. Nothing like they, Ric Flair. They, they need to, they, they need to go back to the drawing board on that. That guy stunk. And he had, he captured, and it's like, I'm not, I hate when people are like casting movies or whatever and they like, like, they only focus on well. This person looks like this person, you know. Yeah. Um. So they they'll be great in the role. He didn't and look at all like him, but he also he didn't, didn't look act at all. Like him. He, he didn't. Look, yeah. The most important thing is that he had none of Ric Flair's like cadence, or or anywhere close to his level of charisma. You know. Uh. He was awful. I mean, he's just awful. Yeah. I know. I agree. I'm trying, and and here's this is what Kerry Von Eric looks like. So you can see he's gigantic, just big. Yeah, muscular he's a dude. huge guy. Yeah, but they got the haircut right. They did get the haircut much. right. He just looked too much like uh, Kenny Omega for me, which a different wrestler. Okay. It was weird. But anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter at all. Are you suggesting you want to remove Jeremy Allen White from our movie because no, because Heathcliff's he not ripped. Like- Heathcliff's not ripped. 
So it doesn't mm. matter. He not the Jeremy. He ask, was ripped. He was ripped. He just wasn't huge. Uh, but, are we going to ask Jeremy Allen White to bulk up for our film, like to get fatter for our movie? Oh, uh, we might have to do that because he is. Does a he thin need man. to do the the Ryan Gosling and the Lovely Bones uh, diet? Do you know about this? I don't even remember Ryan Gosling being in the Lovely Bones. He wasn't, but oh. he was cast in the Lovely Bones. He was originally going to play. I think it was Stanley Tucci who who played the, uh, the the murderer in that movie. Okay. And Ryan Gosling showed up to set day one. He had been, like, drinking, like, melted ice cream. Like, he was, like, trying to gain a ton of weight to play this guy, but he didn't talk about it with Peter Jackson at all. <laughs> he just decided that that was what the guy was going to be. He showed up to the shoot fat as shit, and Peter Jackson was like, what? is this what did you do he's like well i just thought he would be you know a a fat guy (laughs) and i guess i mean i'm assuming peter jackson as a fellow fat guy was like hey man no (laughs) what made you think that this child murderer (laughs) would be a big fat guy so he fired him wow uh on the spot Wow, and this was this was before Gosling was famous, right? Yeah, this is pretty. I mean, I think people knew him at this point, but it definitely was was early on. Was it before uh, before the Notebook? I guess it would have been after the Notebook, right? It would have been after the Notebook, um, but so I think he probably wasn't like. I think he was still in that zone where he was like, it was like the half Nelson, Mm -hmm. Lars and the Real Girl kind of era where it was after the Notebook, but he was trying to do more um, serious stuff, like. Serious stuff. He's t- kind of taking more chances uh, as an actor. Well, to get back to Jeremy Allen White as Carrie Von Erich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, Carrie Von Erich's whole thing was he was big. That was why he was. Uh, that's why he was so beloved by his father and uh, and pushed by the WWF. But doesn't matter. <laughs> that's fine. You know, I gotta tell you another thing. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love Holt McElhaney in the movie. Was he the, the guy? He was the dad? Playing the dad. I, I thought he was great. I didn't love him. Really? Okay. I don't know. Something about his, his, I thought everything other than his like line deliveries mm. were really good. Like he had a great physicality. I believed him, you know, on an emotional level, but something about the way he said the lines. You know, there's that line in the trailer where he's like, y'all know that Carrie's my favorite and so-and-so and and the rankings can always change. It's just like, that guy does, what guy talks like that? I don't know. It just felt really weird. Do you know what I mean? Well, I thought thought he sounded pretty natural. I believed it. I had never seen Harris Dickinson in anything before. Oh, he was great. I thought he was the best. He was fantastic. I mean, he was really, really good. Yeah. Um, But we should talk about, I, I guess I started this segment thinking oh maybe we'll talk about what you just brought up at the beginning of the show who who would write and direct this movie well i mean you know we mentioned that we hadn't cast ben affleck yet you think he would be a good i mean he could do both (laughs) he could do both i mean he could write and direct this thing you know i don't know it was just an idea uh because he's he's done some like air was kind of a comedy Air was kind of a comedy in that it was, it had some jokes in it. Yeah. 
Argo, <laughs> I, I mean, air. no, I, I didn't like air that much either. Argo, you know who might be good was the guy who, because what was another similar movie to air this year was Blackberry, but I thought Blackberry was way better and like uh, actually funny. Oh, and the director's kind of a guy. prankster kind of a guy. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. I, I yeah I don't remember the guy's name but I know who you're talking about. Um yeah that's that's a pretty good choice. Um you know I rewatched Barbie uh over the Christmas break. Mm. Uh tried showing it to my nieces who were really into the first 30 minutes and then once it starts getting into the patriarchy <laughs> stuff they're like I don't know what this any of this these people are talking about. I'm 5. Uh my, they were <laughs> less interested in it. My mom uh, was telling me about it. She's like I watched I watched uh, I watched Barbie. I don't know what the big deal is. I don't know why it's what is is won all those Oscars. I was like, well, <laughs> Oscar, it hasn't even been nominated for Oscars. And she's like, but then she's like, I watched the first thirty minutes. I don't understand what the big deal is. <laughs> uh, good movie. It changes a lot. So you, you're going to suggest uh, Greta Gerwig or or I for would, the, the writing? Yeah, or? I was thinking I was thinking either for the writing or the directing because. She was able to to take this iconic character property IP and and, and I, this iconic IP, which is a phrase I you know I love to say, um, and and distill down what was so you know everything about that thing you know. Well, for a similar um, reason, now, maybe we get Michael Bay because you know he he had Transformers. He took the iconic IP of the Transformers. <laughs> True. I think it. many people see the same approach when they think of those two properties. They do think they think that Michael Bay, uh, you know, uh, found distilled the elements of the Transformers. Like Greta Gerwig. They, they they compare those two directors all the time. Um. So maybe we get no. I mean, I you know, I think we we could you know Greta's probably too. She's probably out of our range, right? Okay. Like she's she's too big now after Barbie. That movie made a billion dollars. You know, we got to, but we, somebody that is maybe, so Greta came from, you know, the world of like mumblecore, right? Right. And, and so maybe we look to a smaller director, we pluck them out of, maybe not obscurity, but, 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 but from that world, you know, so they, they're used to working with real character stuff, you know? Well, let's look at the best movies of 2023. Yeah, let's do that. The Holdovers, Maestro. Can we get Bad Cooper? Probably not. Um, well, I think if we if we want to court Coop, uh, we gotta we gotta offer him. You're gonna write it. You're gonna play Heathcliff. You're gonna direct it. You know. Plus, he's gonna want to shoot half of it in black and white. Yeah. Uh, maybe somebody like which might work actually if we do like a you know we we bring in like the Gately comics you know we go back oh, to an older era of Heathcliff that's true could be interesting uh, Yorgos La- Lanthimos Lathem- Lanthimos Lanthimos you could try. I I do love Yorgos Matt Johnson for Blackberry I think is a strong option. That is a pretty good option. That is a pretty good. I hadn't seen Blackberry yet, but I've I've heard really good things. Um. Oh, what about uh the the bottoms, the team behind bottoms? Oh, uh, uh, Emma Selig, I think is the is the director's name. Um, and uh, wait, okay, uh, Rachel, Didn't yeah, we cast Emma, Emma Rachel Selig. Senate? 
Did we Seligman. Cast? Did didn't we cast Rachel Sennett as somebody? Is she playing Sonia? I think we talked about it, but I think we <laughs> we cast Zoe Kravitz as Sonia. Oh right, yes, that's right. But Rachel Sennett um, would be good too. I like Emma Seligman, but we we are going to have to find something for Rachel in this movie to get Emma on board. That's sure they, they do work together. Like I mean, she's going to insist. We could cast her as Heathcliff, I guess. I mean, I I do feel like Jeremy Allen White's uh, his lack of uh, a muscle tone is kind of think <laughs> make me think maybe he wouldn't be a great Heathcliff. Uh, who, who played? What was that? A uh, um. The Dicks, Dicks the Musical. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, Who'd, I loved that movie. Did you see that? Yeah. Who is? I know the the writers were the stars, um, Aaron Jackson and Josh Sharp. But who directed that? Larry Charles. Larry Charles. That's Larry Charles, of course. Director of Borat Bruno the Dictator. <laughs> Longtime Seinfeld staff writer and director. And I think and also. Uh, wasn't he also involved in Curb Your Enthusiasm? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Directed min- many episodes of Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm. But he is known for that kind oh, of... Oh, he directed Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was just a writer on Seinfeld, Seinfeld but he directed Curb Your Enthusiasm. Also um, directed the uh, terrific uh, <laughs> uh, documentary uh, Religious for, <laughs> for Bill Maher. Yes. <laughs> um he so he, he is kind of known for um that kind of uh borat bruno style um kind of hybrid of uh of fiction and documentary little little bit of a provocateur little bit of a provo- provocateur he oh look at this he does have experience in the comics space he was a writer and executive producer on the dilbert television series oh well there you go um what? co-developed it the, so the man who directed the sequel of Borat, Jason Wallner, another possibility. You know, he he did a yep. he did the Borat sequel, but he also did um, this year. He did that show, Paul T. Paul Goldman. T. Goldman, yeah, which was great. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, great show, very it's funny, fantastic. He's he's. I think his sense of humor would be a good uh, fit for this project. I love Walliner. I, you know, and I, I'm a fan of his going back to the human giant days. He's, yeah. he's, he's one of the human giant guys. Yeah. And a many time best show guest. Yeah. Uh, which we know Peter's a, a best show fan. That's right. Is he, fr- is, maybe he's even from New Jersey. Is he from New Jersey? He he's from, might be. he's from New York. Okay. So not New Jersey, but in the zone, yeah. you know, the tri state area, as they call it. That's right. Um, okay. um, that's feeling pretty good. Let's let's maybe pencil it because you know what I bet I yeah I'm sure he you know uh, he did a great job with Borat too, a hard a hard movie to make I bet, um, you know uh, we can ask coming him- in you're, you're you're a bit of a guy for hire you know I think uh, but you're getting a big shot but I don't think it matched his sensibilities you know no. I think it, I think it was kind of one of those things where he's directing and he's doing a great job but. Palty Goldman felt more like a, a Jason Walliner project, and I bet he'd jump at the chance to make something like this. But we can ask him to pitch you know? on it. We can uh, hear his pitch and see. What- That's great. Yeah. Well, let's not put the car before the horse. Let's just hear what his take would be. You know. Okay. Well, I think that's that's good enough for today. We'll get Jason Walliner to pitch to give us his pitch as writer director of Heathcliff the movie. 
Um, oh, and get ready to ding, 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 Kyle, because I'm about to say the catchphrase again. <laughs> well, no, we don't, I don't say it when you say the catchphrase. I say it when the catchphrase appears in a comic book. Okay. In, in a comic strip. All right. So no, no ding, 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 ding? I'm not going to say all it. All right, all right. Well, until next time, that bothers me. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I lied.